0: This is the Rediscovering Resilience podcast, helping you create more health, wealth, and happiness for yourself, your family, and business. I'm Stu Darling, and I'll be sharing everything you need to rediscover your resilience and live a life beyond limits. Hey guys, it's Stu. Welcome to this episode of the Rediscovering Resilience podcast. Ever struggled to be heard? Have you ever been in a room of people and you thought, I don't know anyone in here. And you clam up, you close down because you, you're not quite sure, you begin, you feel uncertain, you, you lose your confidence. Have you ever worked with a group of people and it just works? It's just amazing. You leave the environment, you leave that project, you leave work at the end of the day and you just cannot wait to get back in there the next day. Well, me too. I I remember I was invited to San Diego years ago um to um to a huge conference. There were 17,000 people attending this conference in San Diego. And um I was told the night before the conference starts, um I'll see you in the uh the Hard Rock Cafe Ballroom. And I thought, okay, I knew one person at the at this um this conference one person and he was going to meet me in the hard rock cafe ballroom cool how cool does that sound yeah I'm in the hard rock cafe ballroom in San Diego this is real yeah, great I walked into the ballroom there were 600 people in there and I knew one of them my brain yeah I just closed down then you got to do difficult conversations to oh why are you here? Oh, hello I'm Stu. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, where's the bar? <laughs> you, you you really do go back into that reptilian space because your your body, your brain just doesn't know how to comprehend. But then at the other end of it, you're running covert operations is all about the team. It's about a small team deploying on a helicopter in order to go and do the do do the job that needs done. And there is nothing more exciting than working with a well-trained small team. It's probably the greatest thing that I miss about my military service was those days on those operations. Small to big, big to small, where does it all fit in? Why is it that sometimes we communicate really, really well with our teams and then on other times it just doesn't work? Well, there was a study done um, about the size of teams. What's the perfect team size? And it turns out the perfect team size is between five and nine people. This study was done by um, intelligence analysts in um, defense intelligence in London in order to try and get their analysts operating well to get the best value intelligence from the information that they were um, that they were gathering between five and nine people. Now, that size of team works because everyone knows everything without having to be told everything. They just sort of get it. There's enough noise going on in the office or the workspace that, do you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable that I know enough about what's going on across the whole org- the whole team, um, but I know what I've got to get done. I know specifically what I've got to get done but I I get a feeling of what's going on in the rest of the team. It works between five and nine people. Beyond nine people, things begin to break down. And look, I mean, I do a lot of work with businesses that are just around about that size. They've started in that small team, and hey, it's great. Our business, yeah, we all love each other. We all get together. We eat out. We don't use it. It's amazing. And then it all went wrong. I said, "Ah, okay, I, I guess it went wrong when you hired more people and you tripped over into double figure team size. And they sit back and they go, man, how did you know? What sort of wizardry is this? Well, it's not wizardry, it's simple psychology. When we bump over into those double figures, um, our brain doesn't have the capacity to know everything. And the automatic response, the ego response to that, is people are keeping secrets from me. People aren't telling me everything. I'm being ostracized. Why don't they like me anymore? You ever heard those voices creeping in? So what do we do about it? Well, before we get to that size of teams, we chunk it down. We break our teams down into smaller numbers. So rather than having nine of us in a group, let's have three groups of three. I'm keeping the numbers really simple here. Let's have three groups of three. And each of them are responsible for different things. And each group has a leader who communicates with the other two groups. So people stay informed, but they don't need to know everything. This can be a messy transition. But if you go strong leadership and the three leaders of the, of the, the smaller teams and the leader of the organization communicate, it's the beginnings of a truly successful Business. Because guess what? When you move from your three, your, your one team of nine to your three teams of three, well, we can replicate that. When our team gets even bigger, we just add on another team of three. Or we can put another person into each of the teams. Remember, we can get to nine people before we're going to do this exercise again. We can get to 27 people and have three teams of three. Now that's important because most small businesses sit at between 20 and 30 people. The ones that don't get that far are the ones that didn't do this exercise and break into teams of teams. So you can have a business of nearly 30 people by having three teams within it. All of them communicating well with one another. And their leadership, who are in the leadership team, communicating well with one another and the information is fed down as it's needed this takes work if you haven't listened to the last podcast about leading through transition i talk about the importance of communication the importance of meeting your team members where they are go back and have a listen to it and then come back and listen to this one again we've got our teams and then we can grow the organization the organization can continue to grow Up to, and there's a number here, up to 150 people. At 150 people, our capacity, our brain's capacity, runs out to know any more than that. We can't know more than 150 people. We struggle to recognize more than 150 people and know them and put a name to them. There was a study done, an exercise done in China, where the got a bunch of workers together. They put 300 workers in a factory and they monitored productivity. And productivity was all right. They thought it was quite good until the second half of the experiment where they split that number in half. They put 150 in one factory and 150 in another factory. Productivity went through the roof in both factories, because people felt part of that big team. They didn't feel overwhelmed by not recognizing people. So at the small end, we've got a team of between five and nine who can all communicate clearly with one another. Any bigger than that, it begins to fall to bits. And then above 150, it begins to fall to bits as well. Now, when I was doing this research... Um, I had an epiphany. I, had, I suddenly realized there's something that had been staring me in the face for all of my adult life now made sense. In the British Army, the smallest fighting unit is called Fire team, fire team has four people in it. Very, very junior soldiers. Three privates and a lance corporal. That's the basic fighting unit of the British Army. Hmm, that's like a small team. Put two fighting, um, to, to put two of these teams together and a command element, normally a corporal, you get a section. A section of men, 10 people. Okay, well, that's over the size of that perfect team, but that's okay because we've already broken them down into two teams. Four sections make up a platoon. Four platoons make up a company. I'm simplifying this. I'm simplifying these numbers. So anyone listening in from the infantry, please (laughs) have patience. Um, Really, really simplifying this. But we have a company. And by the time we get to a company, we're sitting at around about 120, 150 people in simple terms oh, right, so we're now at this point that there's the transition point of, I'm now getting to the stage that I'm not going to know enough people, or there are too many people to know. And then beyond company, we move to battalion. And a battalion is you know up to around about 600 men. So from the simplest, smallest team, we've grown a team that is capable of, of immense success because we've recognized the importance of the different sizes of the teams. So think on that when you're actually working with your teams. The way that the British Army successfully dealt with the stress and trauma of Afghanistan, where it failed to Um, in Iraq in the early days of Afghanistan, and when I say it failed, it wasn't as successful, was when everyone left Afghanistan, they came back to Cyprus. And in Happy Valley in Cyprus, they built what can only be described as a prison. That prison cage was big enough for a whole battalion of soldiers who had just come out of some of the worst fighting that the british army had seen since um, world war ii on day one after leaving afghanistan each platoon was put into a cage within the prison now look i'm saying a cage and you're thinking oh how awful human rights look it was quite civilized They were in nice tents, everyone had a bed space, there was plenty of food, there was plenty of drinks in the evening, there were lots of activities to do during the day, but they were put into the platoon space so that they could begin to interact and tell stories with one another at that level, where the brain could actually deal with it. These are kids that are coming out of the battlefield, they've been living in fear, the reptilian brain, for six months for most of them. That's where it started. And the Padres were in there, and there was mental health specialists. There was support there in order to help them tell their stories. On day two, the three or four platoons in the company, the doors were left open so that they could communicate as a company. And then finally, all the doors were thrown open, and they could communicate with one another as a battalion, as a full, cohesive fighting unit. So we recognize the power of the smallest team, but we also recognize the importance of us knowing our place in the broader picture. There are so many similarities to what I've spoken about in this podcast to the previous one about leading in transition. Listen to them both. You know, If you're in that space where you're struggling with your team at the moment. It might be down to team size. It might be down to communication. Listen to both of these podcasts and take a view on it. Reach out, um, have the conversation, get your team to listen to the podcasts so that you can actually have a conversation about it. But for this one, this is about team sizes. In really simple terms, anything bigger than nine, you need to break it down into smaller teams. Anything bigger than 150, well, you're you, people are going to begin to get a little bit stressed out by it. So you're going to have to consider how you break that into differing sizes. I'll see you next time. Okay, guys, now it is your turn. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Throughout it, you were probably thinking of a few people who you would love to hear the message. So please, become part of the solution. While you are rediscovering your resilience Please share this podcast with two people who you think need to rediscover their resilience. Become part of the solution. Let's actually start solving the challenges that all of us face. Thanks, guys. This was the Rediscovering Resilience podcast with Stu Darling. For more content, head to www.stuedarling.com.